0: Welcome to this week's episode of Running on Tap. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today?
1: Today, we are drinking the Fields of Gold Wheat Ale from Ball Top Brewing in Madison, Virginia. If you noticed, the opening of our podcast sounded a little different than usual. It's because we are not drinking out of cans. We are drinking from a growler that we got at the brewery this weekend.
0: Finally, remember to fill up our growler.
1: We did. They sit empty in our cupboards more than More than they they should, should, yeah.
0: Uh, This was a wonderful wonderful brewery, Uh, we went uh, out of the city for the night, we did a nice hike out in Shenandoah National Park and then stayed at a getaway out uh, not too far outside the park boundary and Bald Top Brewing is about 15 minutes away from our getaway, Uh, lovely space.
1: It was in an old hay barn which was very, we talked to the owner for a while and he told us a lot about the history of the place and it was just very very cool and also had fantastic beer.
0: Really good beer. Uh, The honey, the the Fields of Gold. This is a this is a wheat ale. I'm not usually a huge fan of wheat ales, but this is kind of sour, little little bit hoppy, not too much, but uh, like still nice and weedy and a really bright taste, and I like it quite a bit. This is really something that's up your alley, though.
1: Yeah, but this is one. I mean, there's obviously the conversation about what we're gonna fill the shared growlers with. And this was one i mean i obviously liked it but you agreed that you liked it as well
0: yeah almost immediately so it was uh it's a it's a it's a much lighter beer than i have been drinking recently my that my palate has been at but uh i'm loving it and it's it's tasting even even uh, just as good today as it did yesterday
1: i was a big fan of this brewery because a lot of places will stop brewing sour beers in the winter they won't have them on tap but this place has a tap that is year-round a fruit and sour tap. And I was just thrilled because they can be hard to find. So I had a passion fruit mango sour that I just loved. That's what our other growler is filled with. That's
0: pretty good, too. As someone who's not a huge sour person, that's pretty good.
1: So good. And when we were talking with the owner, he said that they rotate it. They have a blueberry sour sour. They have a strawberry banana one. And which they is have really
0: a, interesting. They have
1: a raspberry lime one, which, which I great. am super intrigued by. Raspberry lime, it's like my favorite seltzer flavor, Poland spring seltzer, and I just think we're going to have to make a trip back oh definitely. that is untapped.
0: uh Madison, Madison, Virginia is in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, and it's a obscenely beautiful part of the world anyway, and uh, this brewery was, was awesome. We had a really great dinner there, too.
1: Yeah, live music, uh, live
0: music. Uh, it was it was it was a really cool scene. So uh, we were big fans. I we, we drank around the menu a little bit. We always end up getting uh, flights at these places. So my favorites when we were there, I really liked the. I got. I mean, we bought a lot of beer coming home. We got we filled up two growlers, and then I got two growlers, can growlers, just big cans of beer. Uh, I I came away with the Dueling Diplomats, which is a double IPA, which is really really good. Almost tastes more like, a hazy IPA than it does, like, a traditional double IPA. It was really, really good. I liked that a lot. And then one of their seasonal beers that uh, I came away with was the Virginia Dark Mild Ale. This is a place that really specialized, they said, in their IPAs and their ales. Uh, this, you could tell, it was kind of smoky almost. Uh, it, like, uh, it's, it was just so good. And it was very smooth. It's it's actually a really light, you know, it's only 3.4% uh, uh ibv which is really not uh not that much for you know a craft beer but it was great i loved it and it was a really awesome place
1: between the two of us we tried eight of their 12 beers on tap in a flight we had little little pours uh and i i am not typically a big ipa fan but i truthfully did not find a beer i had things that i like more and things that i like less but there was nothing i wouldn't drink they had a dark beer that was a chocolate cherry stout that they had released for Valentine's. Porter, but it yes. was a porter.
0: Sorry. Sorry, I'm being... This is the... No. We, this is the beer, this is the we, beer snob we gotta be in you got to be precise.
1: I, if it's dark to me, it's, it's a stout. It's all the same, yeah. Uh, so this, this shows you how little I know and like about uh, dark beers. But this was actually very unique. And, I mean, I only wanted a few sips of it. But even that... I really, really liked, and that is very outside of my beer comfort zone. Yeah,
0: if something's like a little darker than toasted bread, you don't really like it. Usually, yeah. usually that's kind of not your not your uh, your sweet spot. But this, uh, like I said, their Valentine's Day beer—you can really, you could taste the chocolate, you could taste the cherry. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Uh, that that one was not long for not, not not long for this world. It was really awesome. So. Let's talk about our week running. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your week? This was a cutback week for you.
1: This was a cutback week for me, and I cut back liberally. I, um, I just felt like I needed sort of a mental and a physical reset before I go into the kind of really heavy weeks of my training. Um, I, I had to cut a run during the week short because I was having stomach issues, I ended up, my my long run, I'm using air quotes, this weekend was only six and a half miles. Again, I had to cut it a little short because my stomach just wasn't really cooperating, but we also did a lovely hike that we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, so I sort of, I mean, we were on our feet for that for three hours. Mentally, I'm sort of treating that as a long run. But, you know, next week, my long run is 18 miles. Like I'm going into a really heavy training week. So I just felt that... If my body and my mind needed a little bit of a break, these weeks are more about maintenance and recovery, and I should take that if I needed it.
0: Those are really important because uh, you need those weeks, especially in in marathon training, when it is such a grind. To have a little bit of time to let your body recover, because it can be easy to just keep pushing and keep pushing, and not really realize that, like, you know, you need time to actually relax and recover and let your body heal.
1: Right, and I actually felt it like mentally. I mean, physically, my my legs have been stiff, I've been dragging a little, I I definitely have appreciated the break, I just went, when I did my six and a half miles apart from my stomach, like, body felt, like, pretty refreshed and ready to go, and I feel sort of excited about running again, but I have just been sort of not loving, not loving running, uh, you know, been feeling good, but feeling like I'm ready for a break, so it was a nice, it was a nice break this week to like not stress as much about getting in every single mile I had scheduled, and, and just you know taking a little bit of a, a mental reset. Yeah,
0: that's I think the most important thing. You know, just judging judging by watching you you run every day and that kind of thing, it seems like you were uh, really good in a good physical spot. Like you know you were talking about how well your your runs were going, your long runs in the, on the in the middle of the week were going, and yep. uh, you were you you banged out the 16 mile run like you know no real problems physically. But I do think that it seemed like this week you were really ready for a mental break.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. And I feel like I got that. And now I have like a pretty heavy training week this week. I think I'm running 36 miles. Wow. And so I I feel like excited to run those miles and ready Ready to sort of bite that off. Yeah. That's awesome. How did your runs this week go?
0: Uh, Well, this week has been weird uh, due to uh, a few confluences of weird scheduling. I didn't didn't run on Monday as scheduled, or I didn't uh, go to Orange Theory on Monday as scheduled. We'll talk more about that later too. Uh, But then I did like a longer than usual midweek run because I went into work late on Tuesday. So I ran Mm -hmm. nine miles on Tuesday. Usually I don't run any more than eight during the week just because who has the time to be doing much longer runs than that. Jacqueline does because she will be doing it later on (laughs) in her training cycle. But I usually, you know, as someone who uh, usually doesn't really feel like grinding out more miles than that during the week, uh, eight is usually tops. But uh, due to special circumstance, uh, my best man lives in the city too. He wanted to go for a run. He's running his first first long race uh, later on this spring. He wanted to go for a little training run, so we went together. I ran up to his place, and we, he ran back to ours, and it was really really great. It was awesome. Uh, ran in the rain for the first time in ages, which um, I had really avoided doing on purpose, uh, and it was nice to remind myself that uh, it's not terrible. Like,
1: it's nice when it's warm out. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like The last time I had got caught running in the rain, it was sometime, I think, in early December,
1: Mm. and
0: uh, it was one of those random days. It's like, oh, it's 70 degrees outside, but I didn't look at the wind, and so the wind was up, and so I went out in shorts and a T-shirt, and suddenly a a storm came in, and I was freezing, freezing cold, so I had been gun-shy about the rain for a little while, but that nine-mile run felt really really good. Um, I had a great day that day, and then uh, Wednesday, due to some car troubles, And due to uh, sleeping in from that late night of work on Tuesday, I didn't do anything then. Uh, And then, so the back half this week has been really loaded. Uh, Thursday and Friday were uh, good Orange Theory workouts. And uh, Saturday we did our hike. And then I just got back from my long run. I'm uh, still feeling the... The sing, My legs are still singing as we speak. We're uh, both
1: here in our compression in socks Our compression socks. i got my compression
0: shorts on because I plan on running tomorrow, too, and I would like to heal up a little bit. But uh, today's long run was it was 13 miles. Not my favorite, not, not my best 13 miles I've ever had. Uh, I could tell almost from the second mile that it was going to be a rough day. Uh, we got an air advisory notice right before we started that there's um, a brush fire maybe an hour's drive south of mm-hmm. here that the winds are blowing up the smoke into DC and into Arlington, Virginia. And
1: you can see it. You can
0: see it. And once I could, once I could see it, I was like, oh no, this is going to be rough. And I don't know if it was a combination of that smoke in the air, if it's, you know, it's the, some flowers starting to bloom. So maybe some allergens, the spring allergens that are being released, uh, all those together combined with maybe not the best night of sleep that we had last night. L- lovely getaway but uh didn't sleep super super well. Also didn't drink enough water and didn't probably didn't fuel as great. So like yeah. f- all those things together kind of combined to We
1: prioritized fun over preparation. We, exactly. This we we we
0: prioritized uh exactly our you know uh, having fun and uh social life and kind of we needed a, we needed a break and get to get out of the city and get yep. to the mountains. Uh so it was, those combination of factors, I think, led to me not having uh, an awesome run, but it was the first time I've run long at full tilt in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, We ran the, mar- the half marathon together in Disney, which I you know, ran at your piece, which was a little slower than mine, uh, and then last week I skipped my long runs, so I didn't run at all, so it was good to get some, put some distance uh, on my legs, but at the same time, I was really, really glad to be done, so it was yeah. kind of rough, but it was all right.
1: And now it's done and that's what matters. And now it's
0: done and uh looking you know we're a few weeks 3 weeks out from Rock and Roll the Rock and Roll half marathon which I has been uh, a race that I've always tried to PR uh, from the first one the first time I did it the second time I did it and then uh, so this will be the third time I do the half marathon and uh, I'm going to tr- looking to try and PR it uh get maybe down to 155 or so but
1: the weather can be iffy for that yeah. race, but they've. This is the first year they've moved it later. Yes, they moved it maybe two or three weeks later in March because it's historically really, really cold. Very which cool. I know I love. is the what the weather you like to race in. Um, I ran it once trying to PR in like forty degree sheets of rain. Yeah, not ideal. Miserable.
0: I luckily had sun,
1: but hopefully. I'm afraid by moving it it's now going to be too warm because I it's like 60 here today. I was warm on my run. I had my quarters zip off almost immediately. Yeah, same
0: within a mile I was taking mine off. Um, it's it's beautiful out. Honestly, I don't mind running in this temperature. 60 degrees is, is not bad. It's this time of year I always end up slowing down quite a bit because I have seasonal allergies mm-hmm. and when that pollen and the the gets in the air and the the dust and everything else uh you know, it, it ends up being a little tougher to, for me to, tougher to breathe and tougher to get as much oxygen as I want. So, um, we'll see. I'm, I, I had not thought about that until during this race when I, there's a, about halfway through the course, there's a little bit, a little bit before halfway through the course, there's this massive hill that is straight up and, uh, is like a dream wrecker essentially. If you're trying to PR, like that can be, something that really
1: wrecks your dreams early, early and then you just to have to be crushed for the last the, eight miles, eight of, miles <laughs> of the
0: race yeah it's really it's a it's a tough hill and after I got on top of that today I was just gasping for air and my heart rate was jacked compared to where it was you know I've I do this run all, all the time in the winter because I know I'll be running this race and I was looking at it and I'm like oh man if, if this is the case now I might be, you know, with like when there's more allergens in there and stuff like that, like that might be a little rough. So we will see. But I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I still, uh, I think I'm hoping that like with uh, a little more rest and thought into getting ready for a race, I'll have a good day. But we'll see what happens next week. I'm going to try try that same route again. And
1: I um, think it's so be smart better. how much you train on that hill too. You really. Try to run it once a week or so. Yeah, and I, I, think a lot. I mean, the first time I ran it, people were like, "You have to train the hill," and I was like, "No, running hills isn't fun. I'm not going to do that." And then was caught very off guard by it. So I think you're positioning yeah. yourself really well. Just to
0: paint a picture for the listener here, this this hill uh, is it goes up from a uh, the kind basically off Rock Creek Parkway, which is a beautiful drive through uh, a, a a park here in DC, and it goes. Um, up from Rock Creek Parkway up to uh, Calvert Street, and a bridge that goes over the park. Now the park is uh, sunken down into a valley, and it is that this hill is maybe only it's probably a
1: tenth of a mile. It's not long. It's not
0: long, but you are running straight like it's you know it feels like straight up like this is something that you would find you know we were hiking a, you know a mountain yesterday that doesn't have the same grade as this so it is it is short. But, like, it can, uh, you know, I can testify to this. When I ran rock and roll uh, in 2018, I was aiming to PR, and I was aiming to PR by a lot. Like, I was like, I'm going to shave six minutes off my time. And I hit that hill, and it basically, like, I, I spent the next three miles recovering uh, to get my wind back and to get my legs back underneath me after that hill. And, like, so it can it can really, really derail you. It is something that's just, and, like, most people walk it. Uh, I am a stubborn fool and always run it. But I think, you know, at least I know what I'm in for. The for
1: rails, sure. But. The first the first year I did rock and roll, I was trying to go uh, under two hours in a half marathon, which took me a really long time to do. But that was my first attempt that I was like, this is going to be the time it happens. And it was that very miserable weather day. I should have known then. And I remember... I have t- I have since come to the realization that I'm just walking up that hill. It saves my energy and then I get to the You're top smart. and I can go and it works for me. but I was running with the two hour pace group and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like t- we're at the hill like let's go and I'm running and I'm trying and they're just pulling away from well, me f- and once once you get to the top of the hill, you make it right and it's like a straightaway. so I'm like I can still see them, and they're just going farther and farther. And it was demoralizing. And I think I finished in, like, 203. Like, Uh, I wasn't even that far behind, but I'm like, they're just... I can see them getting further away. There's nothing I can do. Uh, So it it can definitely, like, play mental tricks on you at that hill.
0: Yeah. You know, and uh, one reason that I think that I'm more prepared to run that hill than I have in previous years... and One reason I went better last year when I ran the full marathon is because I'm doing Orange Theory, which I talked about earlier this week. And this week we want to talk to you about cross-training and what we do outside of running that kind of informs and prepares us to uh, run better and run run faster stronger longer, you know, etc. So, Jacqueline, tell me a little bit about how... First off, I think most people, when they start running, are just like, I run and just do that. So tell me a little bit about... uh, when you first decided you needed to start doing things outside of running to kind of help you do that
1: yeah i definitely was of the mindset that i could just run for a number of years and then you start getting hurt when you just put too many miles on your body and do you know running is a very repetitive back and forth motion so a lot of impact right so you really need to build in some other stuff um it's probably a couple couple of years ago at least. And I feel like like we did the Trail Ragnar, so I was doing some trail running, which right. was like a little more cross training. Um I guess it's still running, but it's it's a lesser impact and kind of more It's a lot different. Right, it's like the side-to-side side motion, like it it strengthens your joints and your ligaments and yep. like everything in different ways. So that was sort of an introduction to it a few years ago. I I think like most runners do not cross train enough because I like running, and the days that I'm supposed to be cross-training, I'm like, well, I could just take a rest day. Like, it's kind of the same right, thing. Right, right, right. I have tried to be good this training cycle. Um, I don't do nearly enough strength work. I know that. But I use an app on my phone called Active, where uh, instructors, like, lead you through classes, and they have – treadmill runs and outdoor runs. And days that I get stuck on the treadmill, I will do those runs with them just because it makes it a little less boring. But I use them a lot uh, for core workouts. I've been doing two core workouts a week after my easy runs. And then uh, this training cycle, I've actually been doing yoga once a week uh, as my sort of recovery cross training day. And I am actually beginning to see a big difference. Like I can sit down on the floor and touch my toes, which I never could do before. I still can't. I I feel like my hips are a lot better, and it's like a good stretch out. There's obviously some strengthening involved in it. Uh, And then the other thing, we're very lucky to have a gym in our building, so I have some equipment at my disposal. Uh, And when I was injured while training for the last marathon, pretty much all I could do was ride a bike. So I, like, learn to sort of enjoy riding a stationary bike and occasionally will sub out an easy run for a bike ride if I'm feeling particularly spent. Sure. So that's sort of my thoughts on cross-training. It's something I know when I talk with my other friends who run, across the board, everyone is like, oh, like, we know we should be cross-training more. But they're just sometimes there are not enough hours in the day, so that yeah. is what I have been able to fit in.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And I know you're you're really good about fitting in cross training. Um, I mean,
0: I I love Orange Theory, and this is something that you actually uh, got me started on. You uh, took me to my first class. I and did. You it, were
1: very skeptical. Very
0: skeptical because I, well, my initial thought was I wanted to do CrossFit, and because um, I wanted to get into really good shape for our wedding. And, uh, you took me to an orange theory class and, you know, so I'm not, I am probably as imperfect as anyone else because orange theory involves a lot of running. Like I I can run up to three miles or so in that class. Uh, but I, I love it because it is something that it really does do a lot of work on, you know, just core. I'm working my legs. I'm working my, you know, my upper body, my arms, everything like, uh, it is something that is it's um, working a lot of things that running doesn't.
1: Talk a little bit about like the flow of a class and what someone might be able to expect if they've never been. Sure.
0: So uh, there are three stations. There's a uh, there's a treadmill station. There is a rowing a rowing station, and then there's the floor. And the floor is uh, where you do dumbbell work. You do uh, you'll have ab dollies. They have TRX straps, which are like uh, basically two big straps that come off the wall, and you can do rows or push-ups or whatever you might want to do off of off of those. Uh, and, you know, you do core work and that kind of stuff too, ab work and whatever. Uh, so usually, you're, you have know, the class involves all three stations for the most part. It's very rare that you'll have one where you'll skip the row or something to that effect. Uh, but you will spend, like, for instance, I like starting on the treadmill just because I think it's a good way to get me... Um, warmed up for someone who doesn't stretch as much as they should. Uh, it's a good way to get me warmed up and get my body loose, and then also a good way to get uh, your heartbeat going because Orange Theory has this thing, has these things called Splat Points. Uh, there are different levels of a heart rate zone. You're wearing a you're wearing a heart rate monitor during class. The heart rate monitor uh, reports back onto a screen that's there. And based on where your heart rate is, you know, they take your weight, they take your height and your age. And based on those measurements, there are different zones. There's the gray zone, when, which is like your normal resting zone, blue zone when you're moving a little bit, but not too much. And there's the green zone, which is like the fat burning, etc. You know, this, that's like, you know, I like being in the green zone when I'm on my long run, essentially. Like I, that's, that's like a good, it's a good, uh, you can, you can work out in that zone for a long time. Uh, And then there's the orange, which is, uh, which is basically like, so you're starting to get to anaerobic, uh, your heart's beating fast, you're, uh, you're, you're working pretty hard. You're, you're, you're it's a strenuous workout at that point. And then there's the red zone, which is like the top, the top level. Uh, You don't want to spend too much time in in that zone, but it is, uh, it's like, that's, that's anaerobic. You're totally uh, working as hard as you can. So uh, I like... You know, I like all the metrics there, all the stuff you're looking at, and you want splat points. You want to spend 12 minutes in class in the orange and red zone. And um, so starting off on the treadmill helps me do that.
1: So w- when I used to go to Orange Theory, I loved, as you were talking, I was literally thinking I loved the metrics of it, and then mm-hmm. you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I really loved the data. I actually didn't enjoy running to start with just like running outside because I was like, well, how far did I go and how fast did I go? And someone was like, there are apps to track this. I'm like, oh, as soon as I can get like hard numbers to like see improvement, like I'm sold. So I love the heart rate zones of Orange Theory. I love that, you know, if I'm more tired, uh, maybe my heart rate's going to spike higher and my speeds will be a little lower that day. Like you're not working necessarily off of the speed on the treadmill or the weights, you're working off of, okay, well, I'm doing this sprint and then I need to be able to get back into this comfortable green zone. Like, what pace can I run to do that? Going to a workout class is hard for me to fit in after work. You know, if I get stuck late at work or if I get out early, I I end up, you know, coming home first. And it's just the logistics of actually going to a class proved to be too much for me, which is really the only reason I stopped because I also really loved... The, the cross-training it offered and, you know, being in a class where so much was tied to your heart rate.
0: Right. One thing that I've learned a lot from that class and from taking, from doing Orange Theory is uh, just how important, I mean, this is, this is going to sound super silly to say, but just how important my legs are and like how much uh, I could be doing to further strengthen them do we do so many lunges and so many Mm. squats and so many frog jumps and whatever like all these things and uh all those things help me run faster help me uh you know like I have I can run longer because of it uh you know a lot of what we do in those classes are also like you run up hills uh which is so we live in a relatively flat city uh, there are definitely some areas of DC that have big hills, and but where we live, it's not like we live in a, in a like right on the river, so it's kind of, it's kind of flat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, going to Orange Theory, you know, the class I was in on Friday, I'm running up a seven percent grade at my normal, you know, this was at, I think I was at my base is six point six miles per hour in class now, which yeah, I know wow. I, I started off at six, so that's like more metrics I can see, like yep. I, I you know in the past. Year and a half, I've been able, like, my easy re- running rate in class has improved by almost a minute base pace, which is, you know, a minute pace, which is, like, cool to see going forward, but also you can, like, okay, like, I've been doing this pace for a few months. I should try to go up another yep. 0.1, 0.2. Uh, and
1: you can see if it's too much. If yes. your heart rate spikes, like, you know, you know you oh, I'm not ready yet. Yep. So it's, it's a really good way to make decisions about your body based on data. Right.
0: So yeah, I I love it and and it's it's strengthened uh, it's strengthened my body in a, you know in a lot of ways like it's also activated a part of me that I hadn't had like uh fired up since I was in high school which is like my competitive side. You you're looking at the screen, you can see what other people are doing. You're working like I don't usually like working out with other people. I like I you know this is a point of contention in our relationship a little bit. Is I like to run alone, I like to work out alone. It's just I I've kind of it just gets me in a better mindset and, like, uh, you know, uh, when we do run together, you do all the talking. Like, I'm I'm usually pretty pretty silent.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've begun to enjoy it less. <laughs> uh, uh, it is, it can be uh, exhausting to just be running and chattering away and being like, oh, does he hate me right now?
0: <laughs> and I don't. I just like listening to her. But uh, in those classes, I like being able to see other people and, like, you know, talking trash to them. In my head, obviously. Like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, like... Oh, openly yeah. being antagonistic in class but like i can see someone else who's running faster and i'm like oh, i'm gonna catch him like i don't like i'm probably not but
1: when we would go to class together it would get intense yeah no you
0: you wanted to like slaughter me on spot points and calories burned and all those guys. no of
1: stuff. And, and it was so frustrating because like kyle's bigger than i am right like it was and, never no, gonna happen had,
0: had to <laughs> uh so you know i love orange theory and like yesterday we hiked and hiking is a really, really great way for uh, you know, to cross-train as well.
1: I was going to say, another way that cross-training can be so important is to just give you an opportunity to do things you want to do. Like, oh, are your friends going on a long bike ride? Like, that can fit into your training plan. And we really wanted to get out of the city. And we did a long hike. And I was like, well, this is going to count as, like, a really solid uh, cross-training session.
0: Right. That's both good. Like, I find that hiking is really not only, like, good for your body, but really, really good for your mind, like, just to get out, and uh, get into the trees, and go and get up on top of a mountain, and see, like, these expansive views, and, like, to be isolated from people for a little bit, like, you know, we live in such a close, you know, in in the city, we're in so, such close quarters to so many people, that uh, it was really nice going out yesterday, and seeing, like, four groups of people the entire day while we're on the trail for a few hours?
1: I was surprised. Usually, I mean, we had a... It was windy. It was windy. It was, it was a little, little chilly. A co- little cold, but, but not, not too I bad. I mean, it was like a beautiful sunny day. And usually in Shenandoah, there it's just, it can get overrun yeah. with people from the us, surrounding us. cities. Pe- people right. like us who
0: are coming up DC. Uh, <laughs> from D.C.
1: But we really didn't see too many people. We, we climbed High Top Mountain.
0: Shout out to High Top Mountain.
1: In the southern part of the park. And it was... It was a good bit. I think it was fifteen hundred feet yep. of elevation gain, so yep. we were we were going up quite a bit. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. We got some beautiful views at the top.
0: Yep, it's it was just incredible, and like, it was something that, again, like, being able to see yourself getting in better shape and feel, most importantly, feel yourself getting in better shape. Uh, I think you had a few moments yesterday where you're going up going uphill, and you're like. I feel good. Like I feel way different than I did. You know, we were in the Smokies in, uh, in, you know, in uh, September of last year, and you're like, I'm doing. I'm feeling even better than then.
1: I was also mid-marathon training then. I'm further into marathon training now than I was then. But yeah, I just felt fantastic. We. I'm typically like a pretty slow hiker, just because I'm very wary of my footing, and you know, all. I'm just not animals. I'm newer to hiking, so not quite as comfortable. Uh, But I thought we were, for me, like we were flying up the mountain. I was super thrilled with how I felt hiking yesterday.
0: And it's it's such a good thing, I think, during a training cycle. I think one of the things that I struggled with on my first marathon was, uh, like I'm someone who loves to get out and hike, especially in the summer, you know, like in in the, well, basically any time but the winter, right? Uh, But during that first marathon training cycle, I remember being so focused on not getting hurt, yep. so focused on making sure I was doing every single thing that Hal Higgins said I should do on my training plan, that we basically, uh, we didn't go out we didn't go out to the country at all we, for that whole summer.
1: We organized our lives around our training plan, right. which I feel like is normal in your first marathon. You don't really know what yeah. to expect, but I think we both were like so singularly focused. You in your marathons, and I think me in this training cycle, we've really wanted to make training fit into our lives not right. vice versa yeah and
0: that was that was the big mistake there and so like because I, I realized at the end of 2017 I'm like well didn't really spend that much time out in the park or out you know out in nature this year and I missed it and I think that it's important to you know the hiking uh, the hiking aspect of like being, you know it's cross-training like it is it's working a lot of the same muscles right. like it you know essentially like climbing up a mountain is like doing lunges up you know, yeah. you know an, um, for a mile or twelve hundred feet up up a you know elevation gain, but it is uh it's just something that like i think it's important to do things that aren't running it's not only to give your body a break from the same repetitive motion and you know if you're like me and you're a creature of habit like the same four or five running routes that right. you do over and over again, but also to like you know give your mind a break and to just be able to uh enjoy something doing something else for a little while like I did swimming for a few months yep uh liked that a lot and then got back to running and was just like well I'm, I'm running now and so it's something I need to I you know I think all of us can do better on
1: I'm also really eager to try solid core that's like a cross-training thing that's on my list it scares it the looks, crap out it looks of terrifying. me uh but i mean runners obviously need a strong core and everything i've read is like if you have a strong core other stuff will follow um so i think it would be really great to add that in but i also feel like the point i'm at in training right now i'm not changing anything this is yeah. something to add in after the marathon and can maybe you'll know, maybe continue going forward but at yeah. this point i am sticking with what i've I done think,
0: uh, yeah i think that like the time to experiment, especially for like the time to experiment for you, has passed. Like yes, you know, like you get to the you're at the point in training where it's like, I know what is working for me, and I'm going to keep it going. Like right. you want to you want to make sure from food to to cross training that you're not uh, messing with routine too much when you get to uh, the longer runs in that part of the cycle. But like like the point where I'm at in in running, where I'm like not training for a marathon. I'm like, I'm not really following any training plan for the races that we have coming up. Like this is a good time for me to experiment and Mm -hmm. a good time. Like, you know, I, I could take on some more things like that.
1: So are there any cross training things that would be new to you or that you've been wanting to add in?
0: I, I really think that I should, I often, when I'm running, I see people biking past me and I'm like, I have, uh, I bike to work, uh, you know, and I, I guess I don't really think of that as cross training, but it—it's it, it,
1: definitely cross training. It is,
0: it is though. Like I, I think of it as commuting, but it is definitely, it is definitely cross training. But I'm like, I'm seeing these people going on bike rides, and I'm like, oh, you know, I bet I could like do that, like go uh, down the Mount Vernon Trail, down go, yeah. go, Take, take some longer distances, see the area a little bit. Like that's something I'm interested in. Um, I'm not really like, I look at the other classes that are around, and like, I'm not too into the other things like you know soul cycle i've done it um it seems i i I don't know what it is about soul cycle i generally have an okay time when i'm there but i'm not like it's not something i want to devote money and more time to like i've gone a couple times for special occasions basically like we have uh, a good friend of ours is a soul cycle instructor or not soul cycle instructor she goes to soul cycle all the time and uh we went for her birthday yep and uh so, like, I've done that. I've gone uh, a couple other occasions, but, like... Yeah,
1: we, we've been a handful of times right. together. Not, I, not I enjoy thing. SoulCycle. It, it's, it, it's something I, like, sub in for a run if the weather is really terrible. There is uh, a place by us, you know, really feeding into the same data-driven or interior competitive side. There's an indoor cycling place uh, in D.C., where there's, like, a leaderboard in the mm. front of the class, and you, like, compete with everyone else in the class for wattage. Of course it is. It is intense. DC, DC is the
0: most competitive place in the world.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm in such great... Like, I'm a runner. I'm in such great shape. Didn't even crack the top ten of the leaderboard the whole Oof. class. It was it was depressing. Never went back.
0: <laughs> well, see, if you went back, you would, you'd get up there. I know. That's all right. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about, you know, if we talk, I, I do... I still have all my swimming stuff, and I... I, I've lost weight since then, so I probably wouldn't hate seeing myself in the swim gear as much as I did before, so
1: you always look great yeah
0: you know, that's very kind of you.
1: Swimming is fantastic cross training it,
0: it was really great I liked it a lot
1: I don't know how to swim yes uh I never never really stuck with me. I can't really float, and it's a really embarrassing thing that I'm admitting to the public but. I, shortly after became a runner, I was like, everyone says that swimming is the best cross-training. I took an adult swimming class purely because I was like, I want to be able to do this to cross-training. Because it's supposed to be like, no impact, great cardio. Still couldn't do it. I was spent sank 10... Like, sank like a wreck. 10 weeks, one night a week, spent in this pool. Hated it. Couldn't do it. Well, speaking of other
0: classes you've taken, like adult classes, would you ever go back to skating? To, you took that ice skating I class. I did
1: take an ice skating is class. Was that how of was cross-training? You know... I was in like the very very beginner class and I had taken skating lessons before. So I would not consider what I was doing <laughs> cross training. But I mean, ice skating is definitely cross training. I loved it. I would def- again, I just struggle, you know, it was it was like every Sunday afternoon and there right. were like Sundays we're out of town. Like I just struggle with stuff that I can't do on my schedule, time, yeah. which is why I love this app Active so much. Because it's all right there. Anytime I want to go down to the gym, I can have like an instructor in my ear. You know, some, some classes are better than others, but it, and it's obviously different from like being in some sort of class, but you're not beholden to anyone's schedule, which really appeals to me.
0: Speaking of apps, one thing that I did for a little while when I was training for my first half marathon was ddp yoga ddpy
1: i was wondering when wrestling was going to make its entrance into our podcast (laughs) so one
0: one thing that uh dear listeners you should know about me is that i am a uh not at all ashamed wrestling fan uh and i for a while there's a there's a old time wrestler, not old time he's from the the 90s and 2000s diamond dallas page ddp he uh he is a hustler and not only was he a, like he was a wrestling star, but he developed his own, like his own yoga program essentially. And, uh, it is, I mean, I didn't think it was that different from normal yoga until I went to a normal yoga class Uh. after doing DDPY and was like, Oh, okay. Like this is super different than what I've been doing, but it was great. And it was also very similar. Like I had an app and I did it in uh, my apartment and like, it was, it was great. Like I, I felt my flexibility get up a little bit. It was, yep. it was what I did a, a lot was do it right before I wake up, I would do a DDPY and then I would go run. And so I'd like stretching before the run. Yep. I was, the reason I did it is because during marathon training, oh no, this was this was before marathon training, this is uh, a different, different injury to the same area of my body. My IT band really hurt F at the end of 2016, which was like the end of the first full year of me running, and um, I read about it. And basically, it was like you—you know—if your IT band hurts, you are not flexible and your hips are weak. Yep. And um, first, that was really tough to read because I was like, "Oh, I have weak hips." Uh, but so I was like, "Okay, so one thing that could really help is—is is yoga," and I. Uh, listen to wrestling podcasts and they are frequent there are frequent ads for ddpy and i did it for i did it for six seven months and it like i've not had real it band issues i had you know i had some during the marathon and that was you know fixed by stretching out a little bit more and 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 making sure i was striding fully but like it helped quite a bit and i took a lot of the a lot of the stretches and stuff that i learned there Mm -hmm. away from it so Uh, that's something I should probably get back into, uh, and should, yoga in general, I should explore more. We have, uh, like we said, in our gym, there's like, we have the ability to do free yoga through a videotape there. Uh, just because as, as you run, as I run more and everything like that, and you know, it's, it's, you know, I am very conscious of the fact that I'm not flexible and I need to, I need to really work on that.
1: I historically have not really enjoyed Yoga, I I always enjoy sort of the act of doing it, but I am unable to let anything be non-competitive for me. So I go to yoga as a runner, you know, super tight hamstrings, you know, have to bend my knees in a forward fold, like not really not as flexible as these people who like do yoga five days a week day, yeah. so they're like doing headstands i'm just like oh god like I, I suck i'm so mad at myself and it, it really is hard for me but the ability to do it by myself is really wonderful i feel like i've been to enough classes that like i have an idea of like the alignment and the way i should be doing stuff and doing it by myself has been great and i'm able to search for like runners yogas so there's this one class called hope for hips that i've been doing every week and it's just like loosening up your hips because I have a lot of issues there. Um, Runner's World also has a fantastic yoga series. There's yeah. this woman who is like a, a very good runner, who's qualified for the Boston Marathon multiple times, who teaches these yoga classes. And there's like a core one, there's a pre-run stretch one, there's a post-run stretch one, all available for free on their website. And I've, awesome. I've done those in the past and really enjoyed those as well.
0: I also like doing yoga more on my own than in a class, but that's mostly because when I go into class, I sweat so much.
1: Kyle came to a yoga class with me, and it was just... I mean, it's like there was a swimming pool on the mat next to me. It was ridiculous.
0: I am just... I sweat. I sweat. And that's just the thing that I do, and I have a very efficient cooling system. Always (laughs) have, always will. And, like, it's one thing when I'm running on the mall... Or, you know, whatever in the summer and, like, I can have my shirt off and, like, let the cool breeze, like, kind of cool me down a little bit. But when you're in a yoga studio that is already, like, ha- like it's-, it's hot outside then they jack the temperature up more, yep. I am just, uh, I was slipping and sliding all over the place. It was terrible. So, like, if I can do it in yep. uh, the comfort of my own apartment or the gym where it's uh, a nice 67 degrees or something normal like that instead of 87 degrees... I like that a lot more. So, that's about it for cross training, I think.
1: What are your what do you have coming up for this week of training? Any any goals that you have?
0: Well, right now, my top goal is to uh put myself into a better situation with my long run next weekend and have a better one at that point because I'm really questioning whether I like I, 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 might, I probably will still be able to break two hours of my half. Like, But uh, if if the run goes like this one today, I don't know if I'm going to be able to PR.
1: So much depends on, like, things out of your control when you wake up that morning. Right. You'll control all the things you can, but right. sometimes stuff just happens.
0: I think that uh, this is another weird week for work. Uh, so my goal this week is really to just um, make sure I'm doing the work and make sure I'm getting in my workouts. Uh is tough sometimes with, uh, irregular sweep, sleep patterns and, uh, you know, and fatigue. Like it's just sometimes you, you, when you work late, when you work until two or three in the morning, you want to sleep until noon. And if you sleep until noon, you, it's hard to get to work uh, a couple hours later, uh, you know, and, and fitting in a workout. So, uh, I'm looking forward to just being more consistent and to, uh, I think I'm, put it in 30 some odd miles this week I want to make sure that um are quality and that I'm I'm feeling good and I'm making sure I'm taking care of my body the right way how about you
1: so I have my 18 miler this weekend which is like I mean obviously I have a few runs this week as well and a cross training day but I am really looking ahead to that and just really want I mean my 16 mile run like I really came out of it feeling pretty good mentally and physically Just really want to make it through my 18-mile run happily and healthily. No stomach issues would be, like, a super great goal. Uh, I just, I think, you know, I'll come out of that, and if if I can, like, run 18 miles, even if it's not fast, if I can run 18 miles, like, well, I think my confidence will be up kind of going into the race because I am only three long runs away from taper, which is insane. Hooray for Uh, tapers. Hooray for Taper. There are people who, like, get antsy during Taper, and they're like, did I run enough? Like, I feel like I'm losing fitness. We are not those I am people. just like, no. I'm a sleep and eat cake, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I want a T-shirt that says, like, welcome to Taper Town, sleep and eat cake.
0: Sleep <laughs> and eat cake. That's
1: amazing. Uh So, yeah, I'm just really, like, singularly focused on getting this 18-mile run behind me in good shape.
0: Yeah, I think... Those are big confidence-building runs. you have a good 18-mile run, a good 20-mile run, then you're going to have a good marathon.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening to us this week. Uh, Jacqueline, how was your beer?
1: It was excellent. I really like this beer. I'm glad we left this brewery with a lot of beer, because it'll be a while before we come back, and I am excited to drink it. Yeah, I don't know
0: if the listeners were able to hear, but I definitely just poured myself a second one uh, to enjoy after we are done recording, because it is really good. It is really good. It's good stuff. And it... Also, it's one of those things you really, like, we not only liked the beer, but we liked the business. We liked the owners. You got to support, you got to support those small, the small guys. Hashtag drink
1: local. Yeah.
0: Second week in a row. Yeah. Well, it'll keep going probably too.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you all for listening to us this week. Uh, Check us out next week as well. You can follow us on Instagram at, at running on tap.
1: Got it this week. I know. At running on tap.
0: Uh, And we're on several different platforms now, but find us on Spotify, find us on Google Podcasts, find us on Breaker, whatever that is. Um,
1: We're on Anchor. Find us on
0: Anchor. And there's a couple other ones, too. We're still not on Apple Podcasts. Still
1: working on Apple. But we
0: will get there. We will get there.
1: Listen on Spotify. Or or wherever you get your podcasts that we are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're not that picky. As long as you're listening to us, we are happy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you so much.
1: See you next week.